listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. I don't often quote Plato, but as Plato said through the mouth of Socrates, a man who knows what he doesn't know knows a lot. I don't know what's going on in this Laker game and in the series. Another thing that confuses me, almost always the analytics gurus, the ones that get the podcast that has like 800 listeners, but they are so solid in the numbers. And the sharps, the wise guys, they don't always bet or are on the same side, but they rarely disagree. Meaning you'll see it that the analytics people are like toss up and the betters are on a team. But to have the betters going one way and the analytics better or the analytics people going the other is rare. I listened to probably three podcasts in the last 48 hours in which they said, wait a minute, this series opened up Lakers minus 300, which that number did flash as we talked about. Boy, I thought that was probably a decent number. What do you tell me now? The Lakers, and these are the analytics people, the Lakers are what, only minus 150? They're like, I'm betting this now. They were betting on air, these analytics people, you know, on the podcast. And it was like, you know what the public's going to think. If you just go to a bar and say, and, you know, Barney's there and Freddie Fanny Pack, and you say, Lakers, Suns, mm, a little bit more than a toss up. You got to bet a little bit extra on the Lakers. They're going to be lined up to bet the Lakers. So if the public's going, if the books offer a price the public salivates over, be very scared of that bet. Because the bettors are saying, oh, you, wait a minute, analytics guys, you want to bet the Lakers? And Barney at the bar, you want to bet them? Bring it on. Come on, take off the rubber band. It's almost they're challenging them. I, I, I don't quite think I've ever seen anything like it. I'm not going to make a bet on this one, but I'll tell you this. If I had to bet this series, force bet, I'm taking the Suns. Because this is so curious, there has to be a reason behind it. Think about water. You spill water and it flows a certain way and it's downhill. That makes sense. Hey, water. But imagine if you dump water out and it flows uphill. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm not betting against that water that's going against gravity. And I'm telling you right now, this betting action on the Lakers or the lack of it or the lack of line movement, the fact that the Lakers are so cheap right now is literally like water running uphill. I don't understand it, and it means there's serious belief in the Suns here. Serious belief. Closing thoughts on the game, John. Do you think that there's going to be more action coming in on this game late? Meaning, and you made the point, the you know sharper betters bet the series price as opposed to you know the average betters or bad betters like me. And a lot of that is patience. I don't have the patience to wait around for a series to end. So I want quick hitters. I want quick action. Do you think that? Oh, because it's still it's a Sunday noon Pacific time plus uh, uh, tip off. Do you think that there's going to be enough action that comes in that's going to justify? where these lines are at? Well, listen, it's well known, and I don't hide it. I don't love bookies. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. But if there's one thing they do exceptionally well, it's they read the public teams and understand where to put that number, where they make it kind of attractive so it gets bet up a little bit, but it doesn't get bet up too much because they don't want to take a bunch of bets at a cheap price. So, if you would have asked the average fan, what's the chance of the Lakers winning this series? 
I think the average fan would have said 80%, you know? So when it opened in the minus 300 range, it's like, okay, but it moved so quickly. It was like, that was almost like, that's what it should have been, the 300, it feels like. And the fact it went up and it just immediately disappeared and then reopened back up, like, what was it, McKenzie, minus 180? Yeah. I'm, that is curious. It's almost like someone got the almanac from uh, Back to the Future or something right at the last minute, took it down and put up some crazy price that says Lakers, 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 because that's all they're going to get. <laughs> and I will say one more thing. It's just one person's opinion, but John Hallinger, the guy who invented PER, probably the most respected metric for player performance, former front office guy for the Grizzlies, you know, in the athletic, he picked the Suns to win the series. So, what does that mean? One guy, but boy, oh boy, when you have a savvy guy like that and you got the, again, the bookie saying, bring it on, the only thing that makes sense as I really talk this through is it got out somehow. LA's a big town that LeBron's more hurt than we think. That maybe he hurt himself at the end of that game. Who knows? But this this line just looks so funny, you know. I people sometimes say, you know, I like the favorite here, and I like it even better. You know, I liked them at six, but I love them at seven. It's like, wait a minute, you're laying. You could lay six, but you like them better laying seven. And it's like some people want to know that everyone's betting with them, right? This line is so funny. I think the squares of the squares are going to be just like thinking it's, oh, it's a sale. Sale on the Lakers. The bookies don't put teams like the Lakers on sale. Jonas, you as a, this is probably last thought on this one, and this is probably something that you can answer better than me. How often do you look at one of the most public teams in the sport? So a Tom Brady team, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about the highest level, Dodgers. And, and you, as a squarish batter, will say, amongst that group, you're sharp. But, you know, you like the public teams that you think, oh, my God, this is so cheap. Yum, yum, yum. Give me more. How often do you feel that? The only other time I can think of it is a Floyd Mayweather fight. That's the only the, – because there was so much popularity. Because everybody wanted Against to see – Against the UFC guy. McGregor. Yeah, everyone wanted to see Mayweather lose so bad. And even some other fights that Mayweather had, they wanted to see him lose so bad that there was so much emotional money that went on the other side that I thought, how is this line not more than what, it, than what it's at right now? But I would make the point, and I would strongly, that in the UFC, you're not square. In boxing, you're not square. You're sharper than me. So you saw it as – Hey, everyone should see Mayweather's the pick. But what most, I mean, I covered that fight. What most people felt in that fight was, hey, Mayweather's getting old and and, and it's McGregor's great. They don't even, probably didn't realize what the rules were. (laughs) So, I mean, I made, and I tweeted this ticket out. I made a monster. I I think it was 15,000 I bet on Mayweather to collect, what was it? uh, Five, was it 300, minus 300 or minus 500? I I think it was in in between three and five. I I want to say minus 420 is a number that I, that I think of. So to me, I agreed with you, but if you just went around and asked casual fans, they didn't. So what you're saying is you can't think of a time that Tom Brady should be laying seven, but he's laying two. I can't. No. And and then you add in the thing that I could have said, listen, it's just the people, you know, people just like the Suns here. But to then see it where the Suns are minus three, there's just no explaining that. Home court's two. 
Phoenix is the better team, is what the game one is saying. And as we keep talking this through, I think that what we're seeing here is a strong belief against amongst professionals on the Suns. They're betting them game one. They're betting them series. And because game one doesn't have the public really super involved yet, Suns are still even minus three. I think that probably drifts down a little. Since the public isn't going to get super involved in the series price, it means that it's more towards the Lakers. I got to tell you something. I was befuddled yesterday when it was almost pick them. But to see it once again that Phoenix is even getting more support in the game itself, it really is one of the more shocking things I've seen in sports betting in, what has it been, 30-plus years. And what I would say is be careful with the Lakers. I mean, again, the bookies, I remember last word on this. I was maybe 23, 24, graduated college. I had played a ton of cards in you know the local area, Columbus, Ohio, and such. And I bet a ton of sports since I was like, I mean, 14. Statute of limitations is up. <laughs> but I had never been to a casino. So like when I'm 23, an older guy that in, and a buddy of his were going to Atlantic City. And I drove with him, first time in a card room. We walk into Taj Mahal. He says, like, what would this be, 95 maybe? And the guy who's like 60 or whatever looks up and goes, see that chandelier? Because I bought that for him. <laughs> that stuck with me. But think about it. They don't make the billion-dollar hotels being stupid. And right now, they got a number up that if you're not sharp, if you're just a normal better, you can't bet the Suns. Meaning, there's no rationale to it. Thus, it's going to be so one-sided. They don't buy chandeliers putting up one-sided bets. The, the public, the Barney at the bar benefits from there's something funny going on. Take my word for it. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We'll start with the 6-3 matchup in the Eastern Conference. It is the Heat, the 6th seed, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Right now, the current series price for that one is Milwaukee minus 305. Okay, so think about that. My, Milwaukee's a monster favorite over the Heat relative to what a lot of people think. Remember, this Heat team beat them last year. This Heat team is also a team, you could make the case, has been hurt by COVID more, uh, as much as any team or right up there. So what does that mean? Maybe the regular season has been deceivingly negative for Miami. Now, Milwaukee's regular season was good, but not as good as the prior two years that were historic historic. But part of the bad, we'll call it, or downgrade of Milwaukee in the regular season was driven by them bringing in some key new players and them trying some different lineups, trying some different schemes, just saying, what can we do come playoff time? We'd rather win a few less games of the regular season. So to me, they did Milwaukee what the Baltimore Ravens won't do with Lamar Jackson. They fail in the playoffs because he can't pass. They fail, he can't pass. And they don't pass him because they want to blow teams out in the regular season. Well, Milwaukee said, we're going to keep trying things to try to get ready for the playoffs. So if you downgrade him too much for the regular season, being a little less than prior years, I think you're making a mistake. I would say, Jonas, 
this is the most split series where I know people I respect that like both sides of this one, I'm going to pass it. Yeah, and they feel, it feels like Miami's getting a lot of love, especially after last se- last season, the performance in the bubble, that, that the Heat are looked at as a team that's a legitimate problem for a lot of people. And I think when you got Giannis with his particular style of play, even though he's trying to tweak things. Got a nice anti-toko umpo. <laughs> I think the point can be made that Miami's win last year in the series is meaningful. This is the closest series price in the Eastern Conference. It is the 4-5 matchup. The Knicks, the 4 seed. The 5 seed are the Atlanta Hawks. And right now, it's the 5 seed Atlanta, currently a minus 121 favorite in the series. I'm going to give my best bet right now. Remember, McKenzie's got a great prop. Best bet next segment. Double him up. I'm taking Atlanta here. It's real simple. Since the coaching change and some of the players came back, Atlanta's playing much better. So if you look at their season numbers, they're not telling to the, what the team is today. The Knicks, on both offense and defense, there's a concept called luck, which is how many three-pointers should have the opponents made and how many did they make and how many did the Knicks make and how many should they have made. So it's a variance from what should have happened based on stats. The Knicks have been the luckiest shooting team, both defensively defending and offensively. And what do we know about the playoffs? Everyone plays hard. The Knicks' big advantage has been playing hard this year. I think that at about a pick and price, Atlanta, best bet when it comes to the series. Do you like that, Jonas? Yeah, and I also like, um, we talked about it yesterday, Nate McMillan's approach to kind of throw out the, hey, just to let you know, it feels like the Knicks are being uh, favored here. They're getting favoritism. The league wants the NBA. In, I thought, being proactive. Or, yeah, the, uh, the being proactive about it I thought was a, a good strategy. And fine, 25000 for that. But, hey, I don't have to pay any of that. <laughs> Best bet on the Hawks. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The final playoff spot to be determined. It's the eight seed coming up later on tonight. It is all on the line in Oakland, up in the Bay Area, rather, San Francisco. And it's the Grizzlies at the Warriors. Golden State, a five-point favorite right now on pregame.com. And you said it right, Jonas. This is an elimination game. Win or go home. And I think it's pretty certain the NBA, as we talked about yesterday, wants Golden State to advance if they had their choice. And how would they affect that? Are they fixing the game? No. But it's my belief, and it's many betters' belief, what they'll do in spots like this is say, what kind of referee would do well for the team we want to advance? And what we know is that Golden State, outside play with Steph, inside, eh, not their strong suit. Memphis, mighty good inside offense. So how do you affect this series or this game? I think you do by putting a ref or refs in there that is, don't call a lot of fouls down low. 
So what's going to happen? Big big post guys, I think, from Memphis get the ball. They're getting hacked. They're getting blocked. They're getting shoved. And the whistles just aren't blowing. Now, that made me like Golden State. I'm going to call that a lean right now, not a bet, because it's up to five. It was three and a half yesterday. So people agree with me. McKenzie, though, came up with a brilliant, and I say that sincerely, way to get at this game. And it involves the key defender for Golden State, Draymond Green. How are you betting Draymond? Over two and a half steals and blocks combined. You said it, RJ. One push, one thing not called would be a huge advantage for us down the stretch of this game. Okay, so think about this. This prop is readily available. It's not some obscure prop. And what it is, is you add up the steals, you add up the blocks. So Draymond, a game you would say at least similar in its intensity, how many of those did he have against the Lakers, steals and blocks combined? Six. Six. And the over-under is two and a half. And a little extra vig on the over, right? But not much. Yeah, minus 130. And I am one of those people that believes the league has a vested interest. We just saw the Warriors put up a record number as far as TV ratings. Yeah, like we said, it was the highest TV ratings of any NBA game in two years for ESPN. And you think they want Memphis or Golden State, and it's only over two and a half? I love this. What do you think, Jonas? By the way, about 60 seconds ago, the line on pregame.com just dropped. It's Golden State minus four and a half now. Because of McKenzie's pick? (laughs) Now, if you actually look at it, and I'm looking at the screen right now, it's four and a half minus 14 which is almost the same as five. So they changed the VIG a little bit. So it's a little smidge move down. and But I, I think it's a smaller move than you might think because it ticked that way. But the you know it's almost like minus three, minus 120 yeah. before it gets to three and a half. But what do you think? Do you have any thoughts on Draymond higher energy? We saw it last game. And to me, I like this bet a little bit, even if the refs aren't going to be favorable for the Golden State defense. If they are, I love this bet. What do you think? Yeah, my only concern is just, is there going to be fatigue? That That's it. That's my only concern with Golden State. I think they're by far and away the better team. I think Steph's capable of going off. I think they've got the experience in this setup. Draymond Green was awesome last game. I don't think, I don't think that guy talked about a lot. So, yeah, I like Golden State here. I'm just wondering about if they've got the legs. Yeah, you know, but again, it was a big game. It's at home and the market is saying Golden State should win this game pretty cleanly, four and a half or five. So, I hear you, but I'm co-signing. McKenzie best bat, Draymond over when it comes to steals and blocks, over two and a half. I co-sign. I'm batting it.